fast. Trust that your day is starting out on the right foot and your anchor is grounded firmly in the promises of the Word of God. I don't know where you are right now, don't know where you're headed, don't know what your responsibilities are today, but I want to be an encouragement to you while we take up the topic of happiness this week. Uh, we've spent two podcast sessions looking into the scriptures and getting a biblical view of what God's design and purpose for you as a believer, and that is that you would love righteousness and hate your sin. And when you do that and heed the Word of God wisely, it breeds a happiness automatically in your soul. That's encouraging to us because the world is looking to try to find happiness in people and events and activities and hobbies and all kinds of efforts that the world throws in your path to try to distract you. Uh, But in reality, God says that genuine, abiding, lasting happiness through the good times and the bad times, the difficult struggles that you go through, that comes from following the example of our Savior and learning to love righteousness and hate sin. It occurred to me today, and I wanted to spend the time that we have together in the podcast this morning to talk about three specific things that the Bible clearly says, or says we are clearly not to do Uh, which most of us as Christians and particularly as human beings are quite familiar with. And they're tendencies that actually lie so deeply in our nature that we often don't even see the subtle nuances and feel them creeping in on us and getting a strangle grip on our happiness and and, uh, choking it out. And uh, I want to ask you on a scale of 110, I'm going to ask you to evaluate where you are on this circumstance, on, the, on any of these things that God says not to do. How free do you think you are from these things? And there are several of them, but I just want to be preoccupied with one of them today. And the first one that I want to suggest to you is one that I don't think anybody doesn't struggle with from time to time, but that is the subject of worry. Number one, worry. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And he says in verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. There's that concept again seeking righteousness, loving righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I think all of us, at least those of you listening to this today, will understand and probably concede that some of us tend to worry, and some of us tend to worry a lot. I know that sometimes that that becomes a failure of my own nature, and some of us, well, some of you may be really happy-go-lucky, and you, you're you a weirdo, but that's actually why well, some people really are from my, from my viewpoint. Some of us experience a physical reaction that comes with worrying thoughts. You may be battling with anxiety. 
Some people need to get some real help with that because they just seem to be overwhelmed with that kind of of reaction to anxiety and and, uh, to worry. And there are many things that are out of control. There are many things that you want to control. There are things that you want to have your hand on, and you can literally spend countless hours mulling over all the what-ifs or all of those things, imagining the worst possible scenarios uh, that your mind can concoct. And I want to remind you today that the Bible says that that's one of those things, that's one of those death blows to your happiness, is allowing a worrying spirit to choke out that happiness. Listen, the next time that you're tempted to worry, try chasing, tracing the thought back to its source. Could it be that it stems from a lack of faith and trust in God? I mean, even if things were to go in the worst possible way imaginable, do we believe that what God has promised, that he's working even through that to do something great in our lives? Uh, having faith does not mean that things are always going the way going to go the way we want them to go. I think we all understand that. But here's what it, it does do. Having faith means that you are at complete rest and peace in every situation because we trust in God's perfect guidance and all that happens. I know I'm working on that. I know that God is shaping me and he's bringing me through circumstances to cause me to habituate my mind into one of faith instead of one of doubt. When Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he also said in the next verse, therefore, Don't worry, take no thought for tomorrow, for the tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. Worry, let it go, trust God, walk with Him, love righteousness, hate sin, and you'll find happiness being dominating in your thoughts. Walk with Christ today, keep your mind fixed on Him, and be an example of God's grace. Walk with Christ.